With a great book comes a great ripoff. Except this is not a great ripoff. That's that's true. Itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sunshine and dried up all the rain. And itsy bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan Lynch. I'm Sly Crapper. I'm Phil Maverick, And I'm Daryl Steppen. What book are we doing today, guys? We're doing Spider-Man Rain. Wait, like rain like like when it comes out of the sky? Like No, or... no, like R-E-I-G-N. You almost forgot uh, that G. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I had to think about it. Sorry. <laughs> like rain like a horse, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a very special book because this is another book like Fight for Justice that Ryan recommended to me a long time ago. And... I- and I was like, Ryan, what's 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 what is your opinion on this? Why, why would you think this? this is good? And much like Cry for Justice, when I read it for the show, I was like, I have no idea what I liked about this. This wasn't this. You know, you guys are saying how shitty it is, though. I don't think it's that shitty. There's there's a couple things. I'm gonna defend this, I guess, throughout the whole episode because I didn't think it was as shitty as you made it out to. There's me. a couple things I actually like. As I as I keep reading more and more comics, I'm like, this is so sad, but I'm finding things to put below Nemesis. <laughs> No, this? You put this below Nemesis? <laughs> I put this, I think this might be the worst book, other than Unfunnies. Unfunnies will never You're be You're a fucking top. liar. You're but a fucking liar. This is a, I, like I said, this is a book I think, it, like Ryan Phil always says, uh, why does this book exist? I don't think this book has to exist. I would say this book out of all of them deserves to exist the least out of all of them. Deserves? Who are you to judge? I, I, I don't agree. I, I think this book is like a, a really big tryhard, and I would describe it best as if Shadow the Hedgehog wrote a Marvel book. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a good comparison. Mary Jane. So the premise of this book is... Okay, hold on. One thing I want to say that I realize we never say, if this is your first time listening, this is a very explicit podcast. Oh, and we do spoil, too. We do spoil. Yeah, and we used to put, like, warnings like that, and then we just stopped, assuming everybody knows, and now we're like, hey, check out the show. Fuck, fuck, shit, fuck. <laughs> so just you know and also but we have an explicit tag on there yeah we have an explicit tag on iTunes and all that stuff but we also like it gets sexy sometimes so just keep that in mind mm-hmm. yeah good listeners I don't know I don't know if I'd ever call it sexy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not something you get aroused by okay so this is Spider-Man Reign it's a four issue miniseries by Kare Kare Andrews Kare Andrews I guess Kare K-A-A-R-E alright so I didn't know this guy even existed until Yesterday when I read this comic, I hate him now. Uh, but basically, um, <laughs> typical slide. He's um, he's a really big Frank Miller wannabe, and uh, he's also a director. He directs really shitty movies like uh, Cabin Fever Three. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I had read this story years ago, and I guess liked it. And then I read his Iron Fist book because I'm a huge Iron Fist fan, and I made it like three issues. And even me, Mister Positivity, was like, "This book is really not for me." So, what, what's what do you think so bad about it? The writing, the 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 style of it, the fact that it's a ripoff, the fact that it's a ripoff. It, this book has okay. no original ideas. Okay, I think so this book doesn't just exist. We'll get through the writing, but we should talk a little bit about the art. Oh, Kari Andrews draws and writes it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, Daryl, you don't like uh, the art? My least favorite art, too. Really? Out of all the books, I, I think. I think that's one of my big things. Like, I have to like the art, otherwise, I'm really not going to like the book. And I do not like this art. I th- I think it can be good in a couple of frames, but most of it is just. I think the problem is that it's 
in like more abstract frames uh, where we should it's give like the not... premise of this book before we okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. you're right you're right sure, sure, sure. all right so so the premise of the book is Spider-Man is old in the future and basically if you read Dark Knight Returns Batman where he's old and he gets back into crime fighting and everything's dark and gritty uh, this is Spider-Man meets Dark Knight Returns too much Spider-Man meets yeah. Dark Knight Returns in my <laughs> opinion it, it's a dystopian future so it's like you know, New York City is now a police state, and you know, yeah. uh, heroes are gone. It's it, it, yeah. the, the news media works for the state. If it's a yeah. post-apocalyptic, not post-apocalyptic, but like if it's a dystopian future cliche, it's probably in this book. Yeah. Uh, so, what were you saying about the art, Phil? I was saying that I I I went back and forth between really hating the art and kind of liking it because some frames where it was more um, either abstract or some of the action frames I liked. But when it, whenever it went to, like, detail on people's faces, I just, I don't, I feel like, like, even just a few issues, a few pages into the first issue, uh, there's just a random guy's face who looks like he's deformed, and he's not supposed to look that way. Here's the thing, I actually like a lot of his design choices, and I like a lot of his action scenes when it's more stylized, but I do agree that there's some panels that I was like, oh, any goodwill that I have, this is bizarre. The backgrounds of some of the pictures, like especially on the first page, I just I really don't like this weird like three D. Yeah, I think that's fair. Looking bump map <laughs> textures, it's yeah. so weird. I have to bring that up because this is why I don't like the art. Um, I do think he has some, some really nice pages. Like I think the covers for a lot of them are great. Oh, I do love the covers. Uh, my big uh, thing though is he is. He is aping Frank Miller's art, Frank Miller's style, so badly. Yes, like, especially in the last pages with the main villain. Yeah, yeah, and also like 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 Daryl suggested, like Daryl mentioned, there's like a three D thing going on, just like Dark, the Dark Knight Returns sequel, Dark Knight Rises Again. For some reason, this this has a really, uh, the, it had made a really weird choice to use a lot of digital, uh, stuff. So it's a lot of, uh, f- like photos pasted onto the background, a lot of three D image, three D CG imagery a lot of uh and it doesn't mix with the more gritty miller-esque uh inks i guess that's why i like the action scenes and then like the still lifes were just like really weird to me i guess that's probably why i didn't even think of it it's just a weird choice to have i've never seen i don't think i've seen ever seen a comic that does uh the 3d backgrounds you know cg backgrounds and has it look good it's always looked bad to me it's just it's just jarring the like the, the difference between uh, the background and the, and the actual drawing. What made it a bit worse for me is I actually I read the first issue of Dark Knight Returns right before this, and I was like blown away by Miller's style. It was really good for that. So issue. you've never read Dark Knight Returns yeah. before? No, I haven't. That's like the, the one Batman book that's always talked about that I haven't. Gotten we have to, to do yet. an episode on it soon. Oh, we will definitely do an episode. Oh, okay. And the fact that you haven't read it is I I didn't know that you hadn't read it, and you're. Criteria. Your review of this book is really... I'm excited to hear it then. So now, one thing that I want to point out. Dark Knight Returns came out in 1986. This came yeah, out in mm-hmm. 2011. No, I, I, I thought it was 2006 or something. It is 2006. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's still, it's still huge, though. To rip them off 20 years later. Yeah, and that's why I want... That, when, when this came out, uh, I remember... When this came out, I remember thinking, why now? Like, to make a Dark Knight meets Spider-Man... 2006 like so long after these books have have already been done to death before already and like that style is no longer popular that heavy narration style is no longer popular it just is a weird choice but it wasn't like 
were other books directly ripping off of Dark Knight Returns? Because I feel like if it directly ripped off of it back in the 80s, like I'm, late I'm, 80s. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about how my initial reaction is. When I read it now for the first time, I'm like, wow, this is just a direct ripoff. But I was thinking like this is just a, another book in that style. And even for that, I thought this book was 20 years too I late. I mean, there is a, uh, like, that is a fad where there are, most characters have a book of like, what if they were old and retired and coming back? Yeah. Usually they're bad. I feel like you can get away with it though, like two decades. Oh no, later. some of them. Then it's th- like, oh, it's a throwback. It's sort of like the the news anchors' names. But this is this this felt like there was no spin on it. Even when it was coming out, there was no spin. This is just Dark Knight Spider Man. Yeah, there's kind of a there's kind of a. Spin. All right. Well, you know what? We haven't talked about the plot at all. It's kind of a web spin. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's start talking about what's what's going on. And anyway, who's target audience? Okay, if you like Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> And you don't want to read any comic ever. Only Dark Knight Returns. Read this comic because it's literally Dark Knight Returns and Spider-Man. No, if if you like Spider-Man, but you also wanted to see what would happen if he lived in a like a dystopian future where he had nothing left to live for. If you want to read Dark Knight Returns, literally this fucking ripoff. Of... Dark Knight Returns pulled its pants down and photocopied its ass. So like, if you if you like Dark Knight Returns, you don't want anything different. You want the same shit over and over again. Read this book. It's not the same. It's worse. <laughs> the art's worse. The plot is worse. It's like a it's like, it's like a Xerox copy. It always gets phased more and more. You copy and this is a fucking Xerox copy of Dark Knight. It's Returns. not. It, no, it's a middle schooler like tracing over the Dark Knight Returns. Whatever. You now for now as you want. All right. Let's let's get into the book. Let's All get right. into the book. This, <laughs> okay. So issue one. It's. <laughs> I know Sly's gonna get mad because I'm going on the first page, but it's a spider in a spout. And a bunch of, like, white... It's supposed to be water, but it's, like, this thick white liquid washes the spider away. And that's super relevant. For, like, <laughs> it's more like gray. It's like gray... Uh, it's, like, chunky. Uh, and that's... Uh, we'll get to... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think <laughs> they were thinking this deep. Well, we'll get to why that symbolism is important later on. <laughs> so... What's the narration as he's being washed down the spout? Itsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain, R-A-I-N. But they don't... Yeah, why not? Why not? And wash the spider out. reference there. They should have. They really should have. So, there's a bunch of kids that are graffitiing where did you go, and then they yell rain. What is rain in this world? The police. The The police, police. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, these... Again, again, it says dried out all the rain could have done a cool transition where the, the kids yell rain as dried out all the whatever but didn't yeah yeah we're probably covering this film yeah. yeah so there's like these big like jackbooted goons that are the police of this era that are chasing away these little kids these kids look like probably like 12 yeah and they're like really aggressive they're shooting them with like beanbag guns and tasers and like they're hyper violent and you immediately get the feel of, like, this is the dystopian future that we've seen in a million movies and a million books. And yeah. once, the, once the police start beating up kids for minor offenses. Yeah. And it's not like the bad. Teen Titans issue where it's a computer making everyone beat up kids. <laughs> uh, it, it's also interesting that they, it's, it's transitions from that Itsy Bitsy Spider into the, the narrative talking about nursery rhymes and how they're actually um, teaching kids that the world is pain and to watch out for you know they, they they keep this theme for the first two but they basically about how nursery rhymes are actually warnings they're not like happy things yeah and also uh the the narration is very much like dark night returns where it's very uh self-important 
uh, narration boxes. A yoke-filled body broken on the yeah. floor, a starving dog, an old woman in an empty cupboard. If you if you read any comics, you've seen this a million times, and this yeah. is not above the, the par. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to a guy that looks just like 60s Peter Parker and a redheaded... 60s Mary Jane. Yeah, and 60s Mary Jane. And Th- those are the people I said look deformed. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when I saw this guy, I'm like, oh no. That's when I was like, oh, the art might be shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in a flower shop, and he's a real piece of shit. So at first, I was like, is this? I don't remember this. Is Spider-Man just an asshole? And he's complaining that they got the wrong flowers from this florist, and the wedding's ruined. And the old man that's selling them the flowers is basically like, I'm sorry, we can fix it. And they're like, no, you ruined the wedding. Fuck you. And there's this guy just standing right next to the old man screaming, Parker, in his face. Yeah. And it turns out, uh, twist, Parker's the old man and not the guy who looks like Peter Parker. Yeah. And the guy fires him, says like, you know, you're, those the wedding's coming out of your paycheck. These lilies that you're taking home are coming out of your paycheck. And Peter's trying to talk and he's just like, please, I have rent. He's like, that's not my problem. He's like, my wife, she... And he's like, get out of here. And Peter basically steals the flowers. And you just immediately feel bad for this guy. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's an old, an old washed out Peter Parker. Yeah, and he's got like a big white beard. And his like face is all like mushed in. <laughs> I think that's, that's just the art. <laughs> yeah. And it, then it cuts to Peter's inner monologue, which is very Peter Parker. He was, he was in the monologue the entire time, I think. What? Yeah, I think it was his. Oh. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell because these books always have... It's always hard to tell because uh, there's so many narrators, it's hard to tell who's talking. Uh, but you could tell Blue is Peter and this is Peter yeah. narrating. But now it's in Peter's voice where yeah. he's like down on his luck, the Parker luck kind of thing. And he's walking and one of the kids that we saw before smashes into him and he drops the lilies on the floor and he's like, no, it's okay, it's okay, the flowers are okay. And then the rain goons like stomp on the flowers. While it's raining. While it's raining, subtle. and he's just really sad, and... It's always raining. It's always raining. I, I'm just going to clarify, it's always raining in this story. Yeah. It's also, he, he keeps talking about how he needs to bring the flowers home to his wife. That's yeah. That's important. He has, like, promised to bring them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the... It's so hard to tell. So there's, like... Basically, Peter uh, uh, gets in the way of the rain goons as they're beating up these kids. It's also, like, the cops all wear masks... Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, it is. It's a really like, it's a dystopian future to the point of almost unbelievability. Like it's crazy that I could so much more easily believe the world of 1984. Even yeah, though it was like even though it was worse than this one. Like this, it never presents itself as a as a, a believable world. This one is really bad. Yeah, and, and it's like it's it's very blatant that these people are in a dystopian city. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Rangoons, like, start uh, beating up these kids, and Peter gets in the way and start beating him up, too. Yeah, and, and the one thing that I just want to point out is the kids, they're, like, beating the shit out of this kid, and he's just like, what's your name? And he says, Ben, and it shows Peter's face, and you're like, oh, it's going to be an Uncle Ben parallel. And then he's like, your full name, and he's like, Ben, take it, middle name, Dover End. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> bend over and take it. Okay, so never mind. It's not an Uncle Ben parallel. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, like, like Sly says... Peter try- Peter tries to break it up, and the cops beat the shit out of him, too. And Peter just basically watches this kid get the shit kicked out of him and doesn't do anything to stop him because that's the most Peter Parker thing you could do. And that was sarcastic. Okay, I was like, I was like well, Peter, have you read- are, you, are you the writer of this book, Ryan? You never read a single Simon comic? Yeah. And then to really drive home that point, because nothing's subtle, there's another little kid 
that is like, you just let him take him? You just, how could you? There's no one to help us. No one. And The girl that says that is actually a central character in the story. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I think it's, that, that that might be a, a the the real problem that plagues this whole story. Like you're saying, like it sucks because of the art or the fact that it's so close to the Dark Knight Returns. But really, this story could have been a lot, 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 lot better if they knew what subtlety was. Yeah. Because a lot of the plot ideas and plot elements are actually I thought pretty cool. But the fact that they're like, this is what we're doing. Just listen to what we're doing. Yeah. Like, there's no, no... Have you read Dark Knight Returns? I read it when I was 14. So yeah. I so if you want the subtle version, this would be Dark Knight Returns. And Dark Knight Returns is is. It's the subtle version of this, but I wouldn't call it subtle. I know it's not. I'm not a huge fan of the Dark Knight Returns either, but like, but that's what happens when you have a ripoff. Like, they're just imitating the cool the things that he found cool about the story. He's not imitating the actual substance of it. Yeah. It's like you point out before, where it's like you can make a good play on words with rain. It's like that's something that I think Alan Moore would do. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that it's like it was looked over, we know what kind of book we're in for. Where it's like yeah. it's direct and giving. Yeah. To and you. even like yep. I like an Uncle Ben parallel is the easiest thing to do. In Spider Man, yeah. and like, no, it's it's a butt sex joke. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, cool, way to go. So then it cuts to just like in the Dark Knight Returns, the media just being like, these are the politics of the time, guys. And Daily Bugle, yeah, and they're all like smiling, happy, annoying faces, like in Dark Knight. Yeah, and the one thing I want to point out, I say that all the time. Drink, I guess, if you're playing the device based <laughs> drinking game. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of tons of college kids listening, (laughs) playing the divisive issues drink. (laughs) Yeah, all gathered around, all like 20 of them in a room. The uh, reporter's name is Miller Jansen, (laughs) and Frank Miller and his inker, Klaus Jansen. And who's the other one? Like, Var Morganson? I don't know what that means. Var Jones? Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. whatever. And they just... So it's the Daily Bugle News. Now they have a TV channel, not just the newspaper. That's what Spider-Man used to work for, right? Yeah. And they're just throughout the whole book as just being like, this is the politics of the time. And, and, they, and their faces are just so cartoonishly, like, annoyingly cheerful. Yeah. Like, one guy looks like he's, like, grimacing the whole entire time. He looks <laughs> like Jimmy Olsen just got Botox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And when Ryan says they're talking about the politics of the time, it's like obviously state propaganda right immediately yeah. right in your face they're like the government would protect us from anything we're going to have to give up our freedoms for security aren't you guys happy it's like a shitty version of the guys in v for vendetta yeah. yeah they're putting up a there's they're talking about putting up a laser powered protective barrier around the city to keep like any foreign intruders out and it's called the web yeah yeah with two b's and, and, and everyone's happy with this like this is a fucking giant laser field around new york <laughs> that will block out everyone from coming in, and like, and, and he says like he's not he's not even like a president or anything. He's just head of New York City. He's the mayor. He'll he'll he'll, he'll put us into other places. So it's 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 fucking insane that this will ever happen. That the fucking mayor of New York City's like, I'm gonna put an electric fence around New York City, and I'm gonna make New Jersey pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it was very strange to me how um, the country could turn into this within Peter Parker's lifetime. Like, I know we talk a lot about, you know, the militarization of police or, you know, whatever, but, the like, the scale... This isn't, like, 2200. This is, like, what, 2050? Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the scale to which this has become a dystopian police state is... And by, again, a mayor of New York City is crazy. And one thing that I think Dark Knight Returns does so much better, too, is Dark Knight Returns shows the politics of the country... Where this yeah. is, like, just New York. So you're like, what yeah. is the rest of the world well, like? Well, I was wondering, it's like, where are the other, like, yeah. superheroes? I guess I had to just imagine they're not around for this. They have yeah. a few hints at what's going on, but it's not enough to explain the way. Or how about, I, the whole American government would have had to change structure for this to be, any of this to be constitutional. Like, yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, doesn't you know, maybe work. we're going in that direction, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so now I'm gonna need Sly to explain this to me. It cuts to a guy who looks just like <laughs> the guy that the in the news, the man who evolved to. I mean, he's not a real man. <laughs> the man who in real life evolved a, a computer model. If humans evolved to uh, survive car crashes, if you haven't seen this guy, please Google him because it's a ridiculous model and it looks exactly like this guy. And they're like all eat- these two guys are eating steak in front of him, and this guy's just sitting there all lumpy. Now you say yeah. this is the kingpin. That's going to Wikipedia page. It's kingpin. But they oh, don't yeah. say that at all, and he doesn't yeah, show I up don't again, see right? Any indication of that? I know, but no. it's on the Wikipedia page. I'm, 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 I'm assuming it's true, and it makes sense because he's like, "Oh, look, look at you, piece of shit! You're, eating, you're just sitting there. I'm eating all this shit, and you're just sitting there like a fat piece of shit." <laughs> yeah, kingpin used to be fat, and now he's all like this weird deformed. What's the point of this scene? It's nothing because it goes on for like five pages to show you the mayor's evil. Oh yeah, it shows the mayor's evil. Uh, yeah, the mayor's oh. evil, and he's not. But it's not, he's not really evil. He's just stupid, as we see later on. Oh, spoiler Sly. <laughs> yeah, spoiling Sly again. <laughs> spoiler: This character's not not evil. He's just incompetent, <laughs> like most people in life. <laughs> yeah. So now Peter gets home. He brought flowers, just like he promised. He's basically like, we don't see anybody. They're off. They're off camera. Or oh yeah, we camera. have to mention that this is this is this book was made around a time when Peter was still married to Mary Jane. So this probably a lot of people would have assumed this is in this will be Mary Jane he's talking yeah. to. And it is Mary Jane he's talking to. I know, but like yeah. I'm saying, like like if you're reading comics now in 2016, you might think it's oh it's Carly Cooper or something. But in in, in 2006, there was no one that could be besides Mary Jane. Yeah. Okay. And he's basically saying like uh, he says I have to look for a new job. I quit. You know he doesn't mention that he got fired. And then he's just talking to himself, and then he starts screaming, "Say something!" And we see. We don't see her face, but it's a very obviously younger Mary Jane across the table from him. Yeah. And he just says, I'm sorry. And he, like, stares out the window. And it's really weird. Yeah. I, I actually like I like Mary Jane. I, the Mary Jane parts are actually my favorite part of this book. Yeah. By, like, a decent margin. Because it, it shows his mental state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's crazy. Yeah. Not crazy. He's... he's he can't let go of his dead wife. Uh, he's he's, he's hallucinating yeah. her. He's yeah. I'm 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 gonna side with Sly. On yeah, this. like he's like talking to her. He's giving her flowers. I think I, he's crazy. I feel like there's really cool ways to portray grief. Like how like even in the boys, they did grief really well when yeah, that girl you. died. I feel like here it's like way too much in the realm of like he's actually crazy because he constantly goes to like when things are happening, he's going to other times and like he's. Yeah getting younger he's getting he's hallucinating older. he's imagining things i'm in the middle of you guys because i think it's showing that he's crazy but i also think it's done really well i think he like mentally broke when she died like he he can't cope with reality anymore after that yeah yeah that's true but you're you're trying to argue like uh he's not crazy he is crazy <laughs> okay, but not crazy in the way we're talking about, like the Joker and stuff. Uh, I would maybe he he's, no. he's, he's fucking imagining himself in the in, in like a white he's void, buying flowers for his wife who is probably not there. Okay, no, but that has a deep metaphor to it as we get to later. I know, but like yeah. like, like Daryl suggested, like he imagined himself he's not pleasing. He he was not actually like, imagined himself being run over by a car when he's not and stuff like that. He's imagining things that aren't there. Okay, but people who go through traumatic events who have severe PTSD sometimes do imagine things like that. But they imagine like, they're in a completely different area and they're like in the fucking Yes. Place. Okay, well, let's why don't we wait until we get to the resolution of the Mary Jane hallucination okay. plot to dissect what it means and if it's okay. done well because there's more reasons than just she's dead. Okay. Yeah. So, then there's more political nonsense, it doesn't matter. He he basically says the the standard post 9/11 critique of, "Hey, 
we have to suspend uh, freedoms and the electoral process to protect you from terrorists. Uh, super yeah. terrorists are going to attack the city, so I have to make the web, and uh, we're getting rid of outdated government traditions like elections. Yeah. Oh, and you have to get rid of all crosses and church bells because we're we're subtly talking about the removal of religion without saying it. A small yeah. price to p- pay for freedom. Uh, for the record, though, the bells actually matter, but... Yeah. And then we have an old man screaming at the cops that they're all pieces of shit and they're pissants and morons. Monkeys, meat puppets, rejects, <laughs> liars. Yeah. And the cops, like, one cop goes to hassle him and the other guy's like, hey, he's just an old man. And uh, in the last episode, Phil said he's never seen in fiction a cop being like, hey, ease up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that was actually pretty interesting. Here it happens again. <laughs> Well, the other cop's also talking about beating a kid, so it's yeah. it's not like it's... Yeah, <laughs> the other true. cop's, like, fine with... Like, he wants to hear more of the story of how he took down this kid's pants and slapped yeah, him like, with a paddle. Like, like he's basically, he's only telling the guy to calm down because the old guy's interrupting his story about beating up the shit out of his kid. Yeah, I want to hear more about this kid. Let this old man go. Yeah. And then we see another... I think this scene's pretty cool, too. It's Peter yeah, Parker saying, like, I had a dream that you were gone and I was a lonely old man. And he's talking to MJ and we still don't see her face. And they start kissing and he's like, she pulls me in and for the first time in 10 years, I taste sunshine. For the first time in years, everything's going to be... And then he wakes up alone. And also, a uh, fun fact, the panel where he gets up from the bed, uh, an original uh, release of this, they showed his penis. <laughs> and there was a huge controversy... Uh. Where Marvel's like, okay, we can't, we have to edit that out. <laughs> can't show Peter Parker's penis. Why? <laughs> people get people get touchy around peepees. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. People get touchy around peepees, says Daryl. <laughs> yeah, because they fear people will get touchy around peepees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like like this scene, the the framing of it's pretty good, but like this whole book always struck me as like it was trying really hard to pull emotions from me you. too i i agree like it's like isn't it so sad and it's like we've already established that he's being haunted by her and then they have another scene where it's yeah. like look it's like they're making love again but no he's actually all alone and feeble and maybe old. it's just because i love like i'm such a sucker for like any peter and mj i, I think my big beef of it is but part of what they all suggested that it's just so much but it's so much because that's all we get for Peter is just pure grief. There's no nuance or anything to him besides this thing of Mary Jane. There's nothing else to his character. Oh, every scene is just repeating this point. My really big umbrage to it, the issue, is that I I haven't read a lot of uh, Spider-Man comics, but Peter Parker is just not a character I see. Like, he can be a character that's troubled at times and has to make hard decisions. But, like, a character that's haunted by something is not something I associate Peter with. Like You what? really haven't read a lot of Spider-Man comics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's kind of his whole thing. Well, I know there's the stuff of like Gwen Stacy's death. He he's Peter Parker's just like I'm guilty all the time about everything. So okay, so there's a knock on the door. That's what woke him up, and it's Old Man Hitler or <laughs> J, J Jonah Jameson. But he really he always looks kind of like Hitler. He really looks like the hate monger Hitler. <laughs> and and this this he's basically the Commissioner Gordon of this book, where he's so fucking old. Like, Peter looks fucking a million years old. Like, he, this guy looks like he should be dead. Yeah. He's really, like, the Crypt Keeper. When he, when he first showed up, I, could, I didn't think he could be J. Jonah Jameson, because I'm like, well, if he was, like, let's say 20 years older than Peter, he he can't be alive. Yeah. But, like, he, he looks like... He, uh, Peter looks like a walking corpse, and this guy looks like a, even more like a walking corpse. <laughs> he's like a character from Nemesis. But he's, he's super animated, though. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, they imply that there's some, hist- like, bad blood between them, but JJJ's, like, really, really... Like, happy and like, you're the best, you know, come on, you and me, let's 
take the city back, you know, after I sold the Daily Bugle. And Peter doesn't say anything and just closes the door on him after J. Jonah Jameson gives him a uh, package. Yeah. And then he's like, I've been holding this package for you for a long time. Bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> yeah, I get touchy around peepees. <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as he gets on the street, he just starts screaming that everyone's monkeys and liars again. And you have this really ugly CGI car in the background. Yeah. That's when the art really like just yeah shit. and then and then you basically just get a mix of peter like really he's opening this package it looks like he's like trying to open the hardest jar of pickles in the world where he's like Ugh! and it's just like an envelope yeah but he and i get it's supposed to be emotional but it looks physical yeah yeah maybe that was his spider sense because then <laughs> cops are seeing J. jonah jameson because he, he's hitting a car, so cops are like, old man, you have to stop. That him. makes sense. So yeah. cops are going to go, like, beat up J. Jonah Jameson. The narrative is even, you have, there's a ring, do you know that sound, the ringing in your ears, like a, the high-octane pitched whine, like a siren? Doctors have a name for it. I'm not sure what they call it, but I have my own name. That and makes you see, sense. like, the, the little black... Uh, the old, like, Steve Ditko spider, spider sense. Yeah, lines. I think it's supposed to be that. Okay, that makes sense. So J. Jonah Jameson's obviously trying to provoke these cops. He's smashing a cop car, then he, he takes his walker and he hits a cop in the face with it. And Peter opens the package, and it's a camera. And it wrapped, and he's like, what does he want me to do with this? Like, I haven't taken pictures in years. And then next to the camera is a piece of fabric. And he drops the camera. And I think this is a really cool framed shot. The POV comes from inside the fabric. And everything's black except the shape of the Spider-Man eye lens looking up at Peter. And he starts, like, crying... And he's like, J. Jonah Jameson knew. Like, how did he not, you know, why did he never tell us? Or me. Like, I don't know who else is. I guess me and Peter. And he is, like, having a crisis of conscience. Like, what does he want me to do? And then, meanwhile, Jonah's getting, like, beaten to death, basically. And this is just the worst page of the whole book, I think. (laughs) Peter makes his debut in just the black Spider-Man mask and his boxers and cast and old man socks like but like so long like like if he pulled them up they would go past his knees yeah they're like knee high he looks like he's wearing like jester shoes and lightning strikes just like in the dark Knight returns except instead of like a silhouette it's just a naked old man yeah and with a mask yeah and then he does crazy kung fu and beats all the cops up and I also think that, like, like he says in the narration, like he's he's not there anymore. Like Spider Man takes over, like because uh, they're, they're trying to make it like Spider Man's like Batman, even though that's not how the character is at all. Yeah, because he tries to apply so much of what works with Batman yeah. to Spider Man, where Batman basically he suggests that Spider Man is a true identity, his true self, and like Peter's like his mask, which is the exact opposite of yeah. Spider Man. So then he is beating up this cop and flashing back to when he was Spider-Man, he threw somebody off a building and killed him. And do they ever really explain why he did that? Uh, no. No, right? He says, you murderer. And he throws... I him. was wondering, I'm like, did he kill Mary Jane? But it's revealed, no. He, he, and then it just goes... No, he, he did. <laughs> well, I mean, like... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in, this, in this past world, the guy in the mask is not a cop, he's a criminal. Yeah, and then there's just a compilation of Peter feeling guilty about Aunt May and Mary Jane and Uncle Ben and then J. Jonah Jameson, but now is really old. And he's like, I had to sell the paper because I knew you were Spider-Man and I didn't, like, I couldn't tell the truth. 
So, like, you made me a liar because of the stuff I said about Spider-Man. And can I count on you? The city needs you. And Spider-Man just punches him in the face and leaves him all bloody in the alley. And that's the end of issue one. I think I think Jameson is definitely... You can argue that he's a crazy man because he actually walks around the city yelling, liars, thieves, crooked... But Jameson, Jameson's a real hero of the story because he's the one that fucking causes everything. To... He rants a lot, but he has the right idea. Like, yeah. He is. Yeah. Like, so I said, he is the hero of the story where it's like... Peter Parker is more of a show up at the last minute to do the right. Yeah, thing. he's a comatose case for most of the time. Yeah, yeah, and but I, I just mean like he just he just rants a lot. Almost everyone's story feels crazy. So if you're going to argue, one's more crazy than the other. Well, you have to you have to be crazy to want to live here. Yeah. yeah. So so much of this book is just in like the setup and how dumb the world is. So I assume we're gonna spend less time on the rest of it. I fucking hope so. We always we always say that and we never do. <laughs> Part two is Phil. Yep. Um. So the cover for this one is people that I didn't really recognize. Uh, uh, it's this Sinister Six. Electro, Sandman, Craven Hunter, Scorpion. Mysterio, uh, and nobody else. That's five. They're Spider-Man's, like, uh, the villain, Spider-Man's villain team yeah. in the regular. I know because I, I had the NES game. <laughs> uh, that's actually the first time I heard Sinister Six was when you brought that game, Daryl. <laughs> uh, so they're all just, like, stabbing and beating Spider-Man. Um and then it's a pretty cool cover, actually. Uh, and then, it, so we start with, J, as we just said, about J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson ranting and yelling, liars, convicts, sinners, wake up. He sounds like one of those um, guys in the New York City. Repent sub- or die. The end is yeah, nigh. in the subway in New York City where they're just, you know, yelling, the, the true devils are among us and things like that. And we go back to the nursery rhyme thing, which is a little bit late. Uh, that should have been resolved in issue <laughs> one. Poor, poor writing there. Uh, and they talk about again how nursery rhymes are warnings, and to to be fair to the book, like it consistently uses it keeps talking about nursery rhymes throughout. Like in the last issue, they were talking about nursery rhymes, like the guy that Peter threw off the building that he was like a yoke filled broken body. Yeah, and they say like Hickory Dickory Dock was him slowly snapping. Well, again, Peter hasn't resolved any of his inner yeah. turmoil. But, but do they ever mention nursery rhymes again? Mm, no because that's what I was thinking if, if it was a theme throughout the story that's one thing but to just start out issue one and then start out issue two with it and then never yeah, again yeah it, 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 like it's, it switches gears yeah that yeah. felt weird and I have to I have to point out that uh, so basically Jonah Jameson's handing out newspapers now and he's competing with the um, the, the Reigns mainstream Daily Bugle yeah newspaper. and in this world of course newspapers are illegal when they're not the Reigns yeah. so uh, I, just, I just want to point out it's just weird to imagine in 2006 there was this, this writer was still like and like several years from now newspapers will still be even read by people much less competing yeah 2006 <laughs> is late enough for like he should have had like a blog <laughs> I think it's because he's so determined to make it like Dark Knight Returns when a time, which was written at a time when newspapers were relevant yeah that's true so he's handing out newspapers that are illegal that say, you know, Spider-Man's back. And so, of course, we go, we cut to the... And uh, it's funny, too, because it's the picture of Spider-Man in his underwear. So it's not, like, the most riveting, yeah, like... Yeah, just to remind you how gross yeah. that was. <laughs> and the news basically just says, like, papers are illegal. Yeah. And, you know, he, old people are funny. J. Or Jameson's yeah. crazy, aren't they? And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Then we go to the mayor... And the mayor's in, incensed by this. He's like, he's a curse old codger. And his aide, who seems to be important now because he's telling him what to do, says, we must accelerate the web and make it tonight. And then they go to the vault. To catch the spider, you must first release some flies. Oh. 
which is wrong. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> that's like not how nature works, just so you know. <laughs> and then. Hey, you catch more spiders with flies, right? That's the phrase? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they go to the vault that's a V in the elevator. Pretty cool. And everyone can just go there. And they make a really cool line with great responsibility comes great power. Also, we start getting our second symbolism of they start referencing like Greek stories. It's like never fully realized. It's, it's no coincidence. The Olympus Towers. Because it, it, it's both like um, uh, nursery rhymes and like Greek tragedies. Yeah, but like they don't do enough with that either to make it relevant. They're, like So, the, yeah, the, the mayor's palace slash city hall is called Olympus Towers. But they don't really do much with Greek, with Mount Olympus at all. They, they just mention it. They name drop it. They're like, did you know this? Well, all that stuff, like, I, I, I feel like a lot of, that's why I hate this book. Because I feel a lot of stuff is, <laughs> it, it does all the stuff that it, it, uh, good books have done in the past. So it's things like, oh, I must put a nursery rhyme. That's clever, right? I, I was probably references like Olympus and all these allusions to the story, but it doesn't do anything of them. It just, they don't have any like symbolism in the story. Yeah, it just yeah. feels like, it just feels like uh, this is what a story like this should do. So since I'm ripping them off, I should make it mm. like that. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to say that line that you were saying before I interrupted? The great power. The with great responsibility comes great power. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I thought they, that was cute. They just take the Spider-Man line and they they invert yeah. it. And guess what? It's not the first time or the last time. So yeah. It is, it is the first time. It's not the last time. <laughs> I, ironically, uh, they don't understand the point of that line, even though they use it all. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It's really weird how they just keep using it too. But anyway, they go to the they go down to the vault and we see. The Sinner Six, not the Sinister Six. Which I find and stupid, because, like, they, they, they existed as a Sinister Six, so why don't just call them the Sinister Six? Yeah. Like, this is not a new team, like, an alternate Because you're making it, like, darker. Like, I, I thought this was, all, like, a middle school call of re, re-emergence of the Sinister Six. They'd yeah. be like, the Sinner Six. Sinister is a scarier word. <laughs> yeah. And, I well, the idea is here they can repent, and by doing this act, they can be free of the city. Oh, uh, they, okay. they can be free if they kill spider-man presumably but either way okay. you you have the center six as old men now and they've been watching spider-man footage i don't know who was recording but uh and then we have another middle school line um because they say the web will become a giant cage trapping us with them and then the the mayor's aide says you needn't fear that sir there's a weapon that has conquered both devils and gods alike science <laughs> <laughs> just so it's such a shitty Jesus. line like it's really, really that you love this book phil <laughs> i didn't love it i said it wasn't bad it's pretty bad I let's we'll, we'll keep going. Yeah. It, it's fine if he thinks it's all right. It, like yeah. it, it does have its merits at yeah. parts. Yeah, which we just haven't hit any of them yet. <laughs> it, ne- well, it never also never dips to the levels of a lot of the other. I agree. Yeah, it's not blatantly offensive because it says PG thirteen. The science they talk about is basically the Sinister Six has bombs in them, and if they ever try and go against the city, they'll blow them up. Hey, cool! It's a Suicide Squad. Yeah. You should call them the Suicide Six, am I right? <laughs> and basically what they have to do is kill Spider-Man or they get blown up. And then they can, if they kill him, they can leave. Great. Yeah. So we go back to the city streets. The kid, the girl from the first scene is reading a, um, a newspaper, which is illegal. So the cops are like, fuck you. And they backhand her. And this little kid comes out of the alley and he's like, hey, little girl, want to come into an alley? I can, I have friends or something. I have candy. It's obviously setting up like a resistance kind of thing. Well, I mentioned too. Of course, they say you're lucky we don't. To the girl, we look. You're lucky we don't throw your scrawny butt in jail. Maybe spend some time in there with you because you always have to make rape illusions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. And she says, "This is a free country," which is absurd to for people to still think that in this world. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we we go back to Peter Parker now, and he's packing because he's like, "Shit, I've been found out. Gotta go, gotta go." And he's packing up. 
Gotta go fast. <laughs> yeah, gotta go fast. He's asking Mary Jane, uh, like, are you done packing yet? Do you need help packing? What are you waiting for? It's not safe. Uh, he definitely is senile. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> as he starts sh- shaving, he's just cutting himself and just laying, and just, like, bleeding, looking at Mary Jane. You're the one that was arguing he wasn't. And yeah. No, I'm, no I'm he was just... saying he's not crazy as the Joker is crazy. Joker is like the ultimate crazy. You can't say, oh, he's. It's like saying, oh, this is bad as I'm funny. Yes, it's not, it's not as bad as the worst thing you ever. You must okay. be poor because you're not Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of it more when you said he was crazy. Like, this is like. Yeah, so when you think, when I say somebody's crazy, you think, I mean, there's the Joker. Yes, Phil, okay. I just mean, like, a, a person could be easily driven to this. But that doesn't make him not crazy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that it's not like he's. he's Completely psychotic. He yeah. is, he has severe PTSD, and he's going. Well, most he's, most mental, people with mental issues are like this. They're more. Yes. Uh, they're more dangerous to themselves than to others. Yeah, but in comics, they're not. They're all. They're all complete psychopaths. Look at Mister Stigma Phil over here. Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm saying he's, he's not crazy. Uh, Only crazy people will hurt people. Uh, you know, like the Joker. Well, uh, if you're crazy, you're like the Joker. Yeah. No. I, yeah. You. Okay. <laughs> So we go we go back to this alley. This girl's following this kid. There's a church at the end in a random alley. Uh, a church door with no cross or something. Um, it had to be taken down. Yeah. yeah. So she enters the church, and who is the priest of this church? J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah, I have to point out, uh, J. Jonah Jameson was the, the Christian Gordon, and I, I like I'm, I'm not just saying that just to be like uh, uh, half-ass these connections to documentary trends. Like just like Doctor No Trends, Doctor No Trends have primarily three three main characters. You had Carrie Kelly, you had uh, Commissioner Gordon, you had uh, Bruce Wayne. Here you have J. Jonah Jameson, the old guy. You have Peter Parker, the main character, and you have this kid who becomes a vigilante too. So this is a Carrie Kelly of this of this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he basically is leading like this resistance thing where he says, you know, uh, the your grandparents got scared and locked you up in the city. They turned this into a police state. The web is going to. Yeah, he's uh, really acting like a crazy prophet. And from that mountain, I watched them construct a giant tower to watch you. And from that mountain, I watched them create a door at the top of the tower. Yeah. It was then I knew I had to come back. If the web is activated, this cage will become a physical force. I, and I actually like the way he turned the, they take the crazy prophet thing and turn it into, like, it's actual political warnings, yeah. not just... Uh, you know, cre- I, crazy. I like the idea, but I've seen them better before. You're doing the same thing Phil did. We were like, oh, one thing did it better, so it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're right. <laughs> so, so basically, the the little kid who convinces the girl to come down the alley is like, hey, you came, and uh, he's the, a master hacker. Yeah, yeah Jason, J. Joe Jameson is like, hey, hey, kid, hack the government, and now all of a sudden, Daily Bugle news turns off the government news, and. It switches to J. Jonah Jameson saying, Liars! Thieves and liars! Wake up! Look up! And everyone's say, like... This is to every electronic device with an LCD screen, like ATMs. Yeah. 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 Uh, people's phones. Uh... And it's still... So it, it hacks everything, and he still uses the fucking picture of naked old man Spidey. <laughs> That's what I love, because it's not like... It's not a rousing thing to get you to stand against the government. You're like, it's a naked guy with a Spider-Man Well, that, that's, part of his, that's part of his thing, though, because he, he's not saying, like, join Spider-Man. He's saying the, there's a civilian hiding Spider-Man at this address. Yeah. To try to get everyone to go and see, like, what the hell's going on. Just like in, just like when in V for Vendetta, they're like, meet us at this place on this day. Except now that day is now, and so all these people yeah. go to this place. They go, and they're like, what's going on? Let's, and then the, the police are there, and they're like, break it up. And all of a sudden, we see someone putting in a, 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 rec, a cassette into a jukebox, and music starts playing. I've read a lot of Spider-Man. When the fuck is this guy from? Do you guys know him? Is he a real character? Uh, he's a, he's a villain called the Hypno Hustler. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I actually knew this guy, but I knew him personally. 
I read so much fucking Spider-Man in my life. I I had to. I thought this guy was Rocket Racer for a second, who's another lame black yeah. Spider-Man villain. But no, it's Hypno Hustler, a guy I forgot existed until now. Yeah. So basically, the point is, everyone watches the cops murder another quote-unquote super. And the only black guy in the story too. He just could up just to die. Very good point. That's a good point that like we're in New York City and there's only white people. And, and the only black guy in the story, he just shows up to be a joke. Like, I'm a hypno hustler. <laughs> and then he's shot. <laughs> and then he gets murdered. So, for some reason, this is supposed to be the emotional, like, <gasps> the cops killed somebody. But it's this fucking character that just showed up just to dance. More importantly, it's... Uh, do you think these people have not seen the cops beat and shoot people in the street? Uh, the way they act? T- two, J. Joe and Jameson forces all the children to watch. And he's smiling <laughs> while he says yeah. it. Like, it reminds what? me of, like, the scene of, in the V. Vendetta movie when it's slow-mo and that one kid that's graffitiing gets killed. But having a child get killed is a lot more of, like, a statement than this character that we just saw who's just dancing like a... Like, no, but they... What? They bring up the, the fact that masks are important because masks are banned. And, oh, like, they try, okay. he's trying to get the kids to put on the masks and become, And like, only cops are allowed to wear masks. They could have a better fucking... Spider-Man character than Hypno Hustler. Like I'm going to point out a, a very large mission story. They have they, they leave out a huge Spider-Man character, but they have Hypno Hustler. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No Green Goblin, but fuck, I was going to say that. Fuck you. I'll save it for later. <laughs> it's a fucking huge thing because considering who the main villain of the story is. Yeah. So <laughs> the true arch nemesis of Spider-Man, not Green Goblin. We'll see. He, uh, they go. We cut back to Peter. Everyone's watching this guy get shot. Peter's like, "We gotta go." He's yelling at Mary Jane again, and then he looks outside and he's like, "Oh, Hypno Hustler's dead." Uh, and <laughs> yeah. sweet, I was waiting for that for forty fucking years. And then they the cops shoot a fucking RPG at his window, yeah. which is again excessive. That's why I can't imagine that this is a shock to the police to, to the population that the police use excessive force. Yeah. Like like they shoot a rocket at an apartment building. Okay, yeah, yeah they yeah. even have they had told them why they're just like yeah they're at this place and the cops are like, well we better blow it up well they said civilian hides masked man that's enough yeah uh, i guess and okay so peter basically comes out of the explosion in his costume this is my favorite scene in the whole book i think really uh cause, like like when uh feels like we suggested that he was listening to stuff he wasn't so basically he uh he basically he's like in a big white void and he sees a car coming towards him and he's like, oh, my wife's injured. Uh, come help me. But the car just runs him over. And basically, as he's flying backwards, his his, his flying his injured corpse, uh, it basically uh, forms into the uh, silhouette of Spider-Man jumping forward towards the cops. And I think that's a very cool image. The black Spider-Man, too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I even like the narration. Like, I don't know how the costume got under my clothes. Old habits. I don't remember putting on the mask. I never do. But the sound is always the same. And he pops out going, woohoo! <laughs> and somehow, this is pretty crazy. He, he lands into like a, a sea of cops. And I mean, like, they're, if you estimate like 50 to 100, with it like, looks like a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they like have like serious arms, too. And he's just in the middle of them, just like. Their legs are pretty good, too, Phil. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, he's uh, basically spinning through the crowd, like kicking the shit out of cops. I guess they don't want to shoot into the crowd of their fellow so uh, but they'll shoot a rocket into yeah, an apartment building yeah and he's telling jokes as he beats the shit out of these cops and J. Jonah Jameson is like all according to Kikaku and I know, I know, yeah, we have to talk about this because like Phil likes this idea and I don't because uh, like this this seems like another part of Peter's madness that he's cracking jokes in the middle of this very dark story um I think that that's Spider-Man, though. He's always, yeah. like, really upset, and the only time he's happy and alive is when he's in the costume. That's not true, though. Uh, he's, he's, 
Peter Parker is the real character. Spider-Man is... Usually... No, I know, but he uses the Spider-Man mask to mask his insecurities and is always, like, cracking jokes when Peter Parker never would do that. But stories like this, like, there are many dark Spider-Man stories. Peter Parker doesn't crack jokes when somebody just got shot. That's true, that's true. He also hasn't been Spider-Man, though, in 40 years or something. I know, but, like, this is a fucking... Like, he, this, uh, this seems like more of a manifestation of his mental illness. That he's cracking jokes in the middle of this. All right, game. I I can go, I can think that that he has this yeah, like that, that he has this like compartmentalized part of his mind, which is me, young Spider Man, and he just went into that completely. Yeah, so I, I feel that's more of a manifestation of that. Okay, I I, I can get behind that, and yeah. it's it's kind of crazy that J. Joe Jameson's like this is all according to plan because like how could it really be according yeah, to plan? I don't know. He's uh, nemesis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and no, if, not not nearly. Yeah, it's not, it's not. He's not nearly good enough. This no. is story is better written than this is. It definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I agree. <laughs> they what's in, what's important about the scene too is I guess this is J. Jonah Jameson's plan is that now everyone who's hacked and watching the screen now sees Spider Man kicking the shit out of the rain cops. So you now all of a sudden the world the city because again this is some weird like autonomous New York City <laughs> that that gets to see that the cops can actually be beaten I guess by men in masks yeah. and he starts yelling liars crooks <laughs> are you watching um, and then we we find out that the kid who's hacking the uh, the hacker kid before that I just wanted to point out that uh, the cops start bringing up J Jonah Jameson oh yeah. And then, the, like, the civilian's like, what are you doing? That's an old man you're beating on. Like you said before, it's like, how have they not seen this when it's like yeah. kids are beaten? Yeah. I think it is a cool idea, though, that the fact that once fighting breaks out, people's adrenaline gets kicked in and they really do... People are much more quick to get into a fight once fighting happens. Um, True. And they do mention how, like, it rubs that primal thing inside us that, that makes you feel strong. It sure rubs my primal thing. Fuck you. <laughs> now, that he, now that they watch cops getting beaten up and they're like, I can be part of this, too. Um, it is weird how it ever again how it ever escalated to this point. It's it's kind of the story. The story seems too dark to have like a, a this feeling of oh that's the man rising up and being this injustice. And yeah, because like that. that they're like twenty years past that here. Yeah, and speaking about it, yeah. Okay, so speaking of how dark it is, this little kid's like I'm being traced. The hacker kid, and then like <laughs> fucking a million comic books I've read. Uh, he gets a knife through his, like a sword through his back. <laughs> Did Jeff Johns write this? Yeah. Jeff Johns is one of my favorite writers, and he uses this in every story. And uh, basically, we just get to see the Sinister Six in action, uh, like Electro or Static Shock or whoever he is. It's just like... Because <laughs> oh, he was black in the movies, you're kind of writing Static Shock, you're racist? <laughs> no, I just, I only know a few electric characters. <laughs> I never thought about that, that they made him black because he had electric powers. Because like, Sonya was like... You're, we have an electric character and Marvel didn't make him black. That's obviously wrong. We have to correct that. <laughs> when was Electro ever in Spider-Man movie? Jamie Foxx played him. Let me see Spider-Man 2. Uh, I didn't see that one. The worst Spider-Man movie. Uh, Spider-Man 3? All right, anyway. Uh, it's worse than Spider-Man 3. Basically, Spider-Man's like, oh, you know, he's kicking the shit out of the cops, but then the Sinister Six show up and they kick the shit out of him. And J. Jonah James is like, show them, Parker! And he doesn't. He just gets stabbed a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is really crazy. He gets stabbed a lot. The little girl's like, oh, he's just an old man and weak like the rest of us. She runs away crying. Because his mask is torn off. Yep. They realize, like, oh, he's now, now he's just like us, piece of shit, weak, uh, subservient to the man. Um, and the Sinister Six really just beat the shit out of him. And then they talk about bringing up the Greek stuff again, uh, Deus Ex Machina, and how sometimes a device would come and, send, and save the hero. And they're like, let's do that now. So... This, these like metal 
Dr. Octopus looking arms. They're obviously Dr. Octopus's yeah. arms. You see him in the background. It looks like Dr. Octopus has come to save Peter Parker, basically. Yeah. And it put, it picks him yeah. out of the crowd. Somehow the Sinister Six just like are like, oh, and they just let it happen. And And then like E. T. on a bicycle, we see his silhouette <laughs> on the moon. I actually I really like this is the one single frame. I like this page like, a lot. I like this Me the too. most out of the whole book. I actually love this concept too, because the story doesn't have Green Goblin like Ryan uh, spoiled. But uh, if, there's, if there's any villain who is second biggest Spider-Man villain, it's definitely Doctor Octopus. And one thing he's always done, he saved Peter Parker several times. Basically, like no one kills you but me, Peter Parker. Basically, like, uh, and this is very reminiscent of that. This feels very true to Doctor Octopus's character. And I do love how they they do reference that into the when he's talking about Deus Ex Machina. He says the hero rise and the, and he's being he he gets brought to the gods to be judged. And he's like, I'm gonna go. I I was judged a long time ago. And I'm gonna go meet her now. Uh, and then we cut to the 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 news. news is like oh terrorists blew up an apartment building and blah 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 the web is up hey guys freedom isn't free or something yeah yep. <laughs> freedom isn't free he says that yep and then we get to where Peter was brought I skipped a bunch of shit and then uh, it's yeah. all a bunch of shit so Peter gets shit. dropped off bloodied and beaten and stabbed in front of Mary Jane's grave and yeah. and Aunt May and Uncle Ben and yep. that's where the issue ends. Yeah, because Mary Jane didn't have her own family, so she was buried with Peter's family, I guess. <laughs> That's a good point. They might have bought plots together, I, and I guess they were young when they died. It's kind of weird to buy grave plots when you're so young. Uh, it sounds like someone's smashing some plots together in this book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so guys, we've been a little long this one, so we're going to pause here on issue two. Uh, but I want to know what happens. Yeah, we just can't <laughs> stop talking about this book. It's just so good. Out of all the fucking books, this is the one we can't shut up about, but yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just so interested. Find out what book divisive issues won't shut up about. God, even this outro is taking forever. <laughs> Find out who's a fucking fascist yeah. next time on Divisive Issues. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, even though this is the halfway point, of this story still want to mention rate review subscribe on itunes stitcher google play and soundcloud and tweeted us divisive issues and facebook and email all that stuff. as a wise man once said it really does help you should do that stuff <laughs> that'll stuff <laughs> yep and uh so yeah thanks for listening to part one i've been hitler jonah jameson i've been spider-man's sensory testicles <laughs> I can't beat that one <laughs> And I've been Sinner 6 Stay in continuity Itsy bitsy spy